Welcome to Live Music Showcase. I'm your host, Ken Apperson. We are live here on WMNF 88.5. We have a real treat for you coming into the studio today on tour, taking a little tiny break from the road today, this afternoon, to be in studio with us. Here at the WMNF Live Music Studio is Nick Dittmeyer and the Sawdusters. Take it away, guys. Live music showcase here on WMNF. We are live in studio with Nick Dittmeyer and the Sawdusters. Crushing it right off the bat. Love it. What's the next one called? Save Me For Myself. All right. Take it away.
Love the hard stops. I love that. <laughs> live music showcase here on 88.5. We're live in studio with Nick Dittmeyer and the Sawdusters. They're playing tonight at Hooch and Hive, one of our favorite venues here on this show. A lot of our bands that come in here end up playing on that stage one way or the other. I love it. Um, coming up in just a little while, we're going to get to know Nick and the rest of the band here and uh, get to know what makes them tick, what makes them do their thing here in the music world. They've been on tour off and on for quite some time. Just got back from Spain a couple weeks ago. I mean, lots to talk about there. Can't wait to talk about it. But first, uh, I think a little bit more music. Yeah. This one's called No Turning Back.
<laughs> Nick Dittmeyer and the Sawdusters here on Live Music Showcase. You know, if you want to listen to this show anytime, anywhere, any of the episodes that we've had, you can actually listen to it in podcast form as well. You just go to Spotify or Apple Music and search Live Music Showcase. You'll find us. You'll find this episode and all of our other past episodes there. Uh, new episodes drop on Fridays. Around 5 p.m. is when the uh, the most recent episode will drop, which is the, the one that was live earlier that day, just like this one. So uh, coming up in just a little bit, we're going to talk to Nick and the Sawdusters and uh, find out how the wood shop is doing, essentially. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming there's a, a wood shop connection there somewhere, somehow. But uh, I'm really enjoying the sound, man. You guys have such a cool... Initially, I was like, oh, it's going to be like classic country, but, but it's not. There's, a, there's a, a really nice blending of different influences and genres here, and I can't wait to dig into like where that comes from here in a little bit. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. This, one's, uh, this song's called All Damn Day. It's a title track for, um, from a record we put out in 2018. Been hammering rocks all damn day. Tiny little pieces, Lord, they got to be bit away. Dirt on my nails and sweat running down my brow Don't feel worth my time somehow Hammering rocks Nearly all damn day I'm digging this hole In the yard Dragging these wheels down the road. Dance my coffee, black diesel is full. If it don't matter how hard I try, gotta keep these wheels in these blue white lines. Dragging these wheels down the road. Somehow, 
Hammering rocks all damn day. Yeah. Um, so every time we've played that, sh- uh, that song for the last three years, I've finished the song and said to the audience, that song's about rocks. Yes. <laughs> to hilarious, hilariousness ensues. <laughs> Laughter <laughs> ensues in my band. They never get tired of hearing that joke either. So. Yeah, it's it's like the joke, uh, you know, what uh, what sound does it make when a, a snare drum and a hi-hat fall off a cliff? What's that? Drummer? Uh, no, I got nothing. Oh, uh, oh, oh. <laughs> all right, that's a good one. That's it. Yeah. It's not, but, you know. <laughs> What's your next one called? This one's called Turned and Walked Away. It's off our newest album. Love it.
Nick Dittmeyer here on Live Music Showcase and the Sawdusters, of course. Can't forget them. <laughs> I didn't see any brooms getting loaded in today. <laughs> I didn't see them. I think we have enough time for maybe one more song, and then we're going to dig into what makes Nick Dittmeyer and the Sawdusters tick <laughs> just a little bit. What's yeah. this next one about? This uh, this is a cut. Co- we'll do a cover here. This is um, a Howlin' Wolf song. Oh, it was yeah. uh, written by Willie Dixon. I think most of them are, but uh, yeah, this one we recently recorded here. So. Cross my tree. 
Nick Dittmeyer and the Sawdusters here on Live Music Showcase. Crushing it. Absolutely crushing this, uh, this is This is my kind of music. <laughs> this is the music that I listen to when I'm like out on the road for an extended period of time. This is driving music. This is, uh, you know, chilling at home with like, for me, like a, like a, a bottle of kombucha because I don't drink. But like if, it, if I was drinking a beer or a scotch, this would be the, the beer, the scotch music if yeah. I was drinking. Uh, but you know what they say? Man takes a drink. Drink takes a drink. Drink takes a man. <laughs> that's reference number one. That's you know, you know. You don't. If you don't, that's fine. Um, it's our sort of kind of Halloween episode here today. And by sort of kind of Halloween, I, I mean I'm currently in costume. Uh, and you get extra points as a listener and as a viewer if you can guess who I am uh, in the live stream. If you're not watching the live stream right now, you can watch it right now. It's on Facebook. Go on Facebook, search WMNF's Live Music Showcase, and uh, tune in. And uh, make sure you follow us, too, because that way you can get a notification every time we go live, which is every week at 2 o'clock. So um, without further ado, uh, Nick, Josh... Jeremy, hi. How you guys doing? What's up? Hello. Everybody Hello. good? Uh, Josh in the drum room, are you good? Are you dying in there? Are you too yeah, warm? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a little warm. but You can uh, crack I'm that door if you want to. You, no, no, it's okay. You, <laughs> the pocket is, is being retained. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. It's good. Poke holes in there like he's a turtle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bring me some lettuce, please. <laughs> he needs some iceberg. Yeah. yeah. He needs some iceberg <laughs> lettuce for sure. All right. So uh, we've, we've got a, a trio in here. You guys are playing in Hooch and Hive tonight. You've been on the road for a while. You just got back from Spain, mm-hmm. right? Was it Spain? Yep. Yeah. yeah we were there. Um, you're you're road dog musicians, as I understand it, right? Like you're you're on the road a lot. Mm-hmm. Is that accurate? Yeah. How? What's your longest stretch of being on the road? Uh, it was like six weeks. Okay. Um, but that was back in 21. It was over. In, we were in Europe for six weeks. Okay. But then, like, um. Like to say consistently without going home, like that's kind of a stretch because you know, like for home a day or so, you know, something well, like that. But we're always kind of on tour, but you know, not. Uh, it's just, it's just all kind of ongoing all the time, basically. I mean, yeah, there's a term for that. It's the perma tour. You know, yeah, you, yeah. You just take a day off or two days or a week off here and there, but then you're back out on the road, right? Right. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, the the consecutive stretches are shorter, mm-hmm. but the cumulative time spent on have you ever tried to sit down and be like man how many how many days have we actually been on the road yeah i did yeah i did the other day did you do it yeah for for this year okay so it'll be like once it's said and done for the band it's like 150 and then i did another but when it's all said and done there maybe 10 solo shows or something like that you know wow um but uh yeah so is there a home base we um the I live in southern Indiana, yeah. in the Louisville, Kentucky area, mm-hmm. and that's where Josh, our drummer, lives as well. Mm-hmm. And so that's the the home base that the band uh works out of. Okay. So So uh Kentucky, first thing that comes to mind is the the country music that's kind of coming out of Kentucky right now, which is like, you know, Tyler Childers and like right. those guys. Um I mean, do you have any first of all, have you seen like a music scene building in Kentucky or is it just you and, Ch- and Tyler? <laughs> well, I'm not from Kentucky, so, uh, no, I know, but, but like, like spending time there. Uh, I mean, yeah, well, like uh, we played with all those bands like before they were, 
huge. Yeah, really? So, yeah. Um, uh, you know, um, yeah, I, I think a lot of it, though, is, I mean, the state of Kentucky always put out a lot of country stars, you know. Um, yeah. But a lot of it, too, is I think less people are moving to Nashville or um, dependent on living there for a career. So, like, a lot more people are staying where they are from. And because of the internet and um, the way records are put out and the, the amount of touring that is done behind those records, I, th- I think the sense of place, to me, means less than it does, you know, in, in a sense, um, for that reason. Um, but, you know, uh, yeah, all the t- you're seeing more people stay at home, stay where they're from, based on where they're from, and to be able to work out of that area is, is what I see. In yeah. This. So, the uh, music industry in the modern age, right? yeah, basically, right, all remote, <laughs> mm-hmm. or as much as it can be, at least, especially since the pandemic, right? Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, bands form now uh, at different corners of the of the world, mm-hmm. and will rehearse and, and practice via Zoom sometimes. Yeah. It's incredible. Uh, so, you guys, how did you guys all meet? Let's uh, let's get to know the band a little bit for the listeners. Yeah. So back on drums uh, is Josh Bradley. He's from a place called Whitley City, Kentucky, which is uh, almost a Tennessee border, kind of in eastern Kentucky. And uh, I met him in two thousand, like fall two thousand nineteen. I had a drummer. I let go, and I didn't have a drummer. And a f- he was playing with a, a mutual friend of ours. Mm-hmm. And uh, that that guy was over at my house and um, suggested I talk to Josh. So. Uh, we didn't really know each other or anything. Um, and then JD, I've known JD um, on bass. He's from Detroit, but um, I've known, I knew him just crossing paths with him, uh, just playing in different bands and stuff like that. And uh, we we had a vacancy in the summer of 2020 um, for our, our bass player. And so uh, I asked, we had a show in Indianapolis at Hi-Fi. And so I asked him to play. And so he started playing with us, but never... Never played the show because he got COVID. And uh, <laughs> so we kind of like, um, at the time, we were really limited on um, what we were allowed, you know, as far as performance and stuff, even like it was kind you know, we didn't, there wasn't a, at all of a timetable to come back to playing music. Um, so it, it allowed us to kind of ease in to things and get ready for, um, you know, vaccinations to start and for, you know, to kind of get a, a running start for us to do whatever we're going to do next, basically. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that all makes perfect sense. Yeah. Uh, I, there was so much turmoil mm-hmm. at that time. Like you, you kind of touched on it a second ago about how like no one really had a timetable for when things were going to come back. Correct. If yeah. things were going to come back, there was a lot of like, there was a lot of doom and gloom talk back then about Absolutely. the music industry, yeah. you know? And uh, I like to think of it now from a, I guess through a positive lens, just because we can now, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, as like the great equalizer uh, back then. Because back then, it didn't matter if you were, you know, a national touring artist, uh, top forty, mm-hmm. or a guy just like you, or myself, even like just playing in bars and restaurants. Or it didn't matter. Everybody was on the same level in that we couldn't play. Right. Nobody could do it. Yeah. Uh, it, it was an interesting experience to see to see egos get humbled mm-hmm. and to see the opposite, to see confidence uh, awarded to uh, individuals who otherwise may not have had as much. So all of that to say, you know, it's always nice to see a band who survived the pandemic, you know, <clears throat> and a musician and a group of musicians that in one way or another, in one form or another, came yeah. out of that on the other side and are yeah. still playing. And 
Yeah, some people went mentally insane. So Truly. I feel grateful that I didn't that didn't happen to me for the most part, you know. Truly. That's the other thing it was. It was the great catalyst. Yeah. It yeah. uh it was the it was the um rubber meets the road moment for a lot of musicians. It was like, All right, am I gonna am I gonna keep doing this music thing? Yeah. I don't know if there's even a music thing to keep doing. And some right. of them they got day jobs. They got out of it. Yeah. Some of them... Got some side hustles going. And some of them <laughs> doubled down and said, you know what? No, I'm going to write like four albums right now <laughs> and just do it in my closet because that's where I have the best uh, the sound quality. Right. <laughs> uh, so <clears throat> first off, about your playing, you're a killer guitarist. Oh, thanks. You, and from a guitarist perspective, um, you're my favorite kind of guitarist because and tell me if i'm wrong but like you you're the way that you play blends precision and that kind of raw uh there's a little improvisation there but not completely yeah. improvisation yeah i'm not playing the same thing twice ever right. no, but it's in the neighborhood of like what's going on there's licks that are repeated right. here and there that are necessary to the the structure of the song but, yeah. but there's a lot there that's kind of done on the fly and you know warts and all the few that are there uh, just make it that much more interesting. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like um, um, the flaws in a diamond make yeah. it uh, distinctive, which is important. Uh, first of all, like, where, where, where's your influence? Who's your, who's your, when you were a kid, you saw a guitarist and you were like, ooh, I want to do that. Oh, Kurt Cobain, for sure. Really? But that's showing my age, kind of, too, sure. you know. But, but, like, in terms of, like, the flaws and stuff like that, you know, it's, like, working to try to, like, make any of your bad... Like, there aren't really bad notes. There are just notes. And then some aren't really the ones you want to be, you know. As far as influences on that, you know, people like Theolonis Monk and mm -hmm. Willie Nelson kind of perfects that, where Keith Richards definitely is in that, like, realm as a musician. Um, that there aren't really wrong notes, aren't really right notes. They're just kind of the notes. And, you, you know, you're trying to use them the best that you can mm -hmm. um but as far as like the first guitar player yeah would have been you know my parents liked country and classic rock and stuff like that like uh but um yeah like early 90s rock you know Soundgarden, um uh nirvana metallica stone temple pilots stuff like that was that was on the radio smashing pumpkins that would have uh made me want to get a guitar okay mm -hmm. and i mean i know you were saying your mom was a, a music instructor. My grandmother. Your was, grandmother, yeah. sorry. Your grandmother was a music instructor and, and kind of introduced you to not just the instruments, but like to what, it's, what it means to be a musician, right? Mm -hmm. So um, tell me this. Share with me, if you will. Do you have any like really early memories of like being with her where you remember thinking then like, this is what I want? this is what I want to do? Or was it all just more like as a kid, just trying to have fun and enjoy it a little bit? Um, I wouldn't say I have like a, a specific, like a specific instance or anything like that, but um, it's always been kind of like a string that you pull and, you know, like one thing goes well, so you kind of keep pulling it and enough good things happen to the point where um, it makes sense to do it kind of, you know, but as far as like showing up and, and it, if you know, it happens, um, you know, I guess in terms of it is, you know, going well or you're like, oh, well, you know, I, I could do this. Like, this is a thing. Um, so no, no specific, I think, thing, no one specific instance or anything like that. Um, but then I think on the, on the flip side of that, like instances I can think of when uh, things went badly 
I think if you want to be good at something and things go badly and you're very indignant about that that specific thing and you want to go after that specific thing, <clears throat> then maybe maybe that's where you're supposed to be with it. Is that like if there were meaning like if things go bad and you're like oh I don't care like whatever, but if you know maybe it's a nerve it's a nerve then yeah. then maybe that's at least for me like something made me want to pursue something more interesting so you're so you're saying that like if something hits a nerve with you whether it's bothering you or or like when you say that are you talking about in terms of songwriting in terms of performance like mm-hmm. give me an example. Oh, I mean, this is a silly one, but I mean, like, just going to, like, you know, music camps or... Sure. Situations with other players and stuff when I was younger, and if it didn't go the... Or, you know, even a performance uh, not going the way you wanted to go, or maybe a billing on the lineup you were mad about, or Mm. something, you know, things that seem so petty now, and um, in retrospect, that at the time really rocked you, you know, like, Mm -hmm. rocked your psyche and made you want to be like... Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna show this person, or like whatever it's gonna be, you know. Would so. you say that's something that kind of drives you forward, makes you pull on that string a little bit? Right. More? Yeah, and you got to try to harness that those bad feelings. You know, they can't like eat you alive, kind of thing. In terms of letting them try to motivate you to to do positive things in the in the big scope of it. I like so. that. I like that. I mean. Music is therapy, right? <laughs> for the Possibly, musician. yes. It can be maybe for prison inmates or yep. children. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Prison inmates, children, and musicians. We're all pretty much in the same headspace. Yeah. That's accurate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so chasing down... Okay, so we're chasing down the bad feelings, <laughs> essentially. Not, not chasing them in the sense of like looking for them in a self-destructive way. Yeah. But you experience them and instead of shying away from them and instead of letting them make you into something self-destructive, you're, you're taking them and you're, you're shoveling that coal and you're putting it into the furnace mm-hmm. to get the engine running harder. Is that accurate? Yeah. Okay. You have a lot of analogies, Ken. I try, man. I try to paint a picture, man. I try to paint a picture, you know. It, uh, it comes from the songwriting days, that's for sure. So... Let's do a quick little uh, rapid fire round. And before we do, to the listeners out there right now, this is your chance to ask uh, Nit Dittmeyer and the Sawdusters any questions that you want to ask. This is the AMA, Ask Musicians Anything portion of the show. All you have to do is call into the studio right now, 813-239-9663, or leave us an email, dj at wmnf.org, with any questions that you might have for the band here. Uh, or any comments that you might have, too. A lot of people, we have a really great core of people that are listening, I think most weeks, who uh, are just really supportive of, uh, of most of the bands that come on the show. Uh, they're also very honest, which I really enjoy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll get, a, I'll get a, a comment every now and then. It's like, hey, turn the guitars up. The guitars are too loud. <laughs> I'm like, just turn your volume up. Just turn your volume up. That's all, that's all it is. Um, so... Quick little rapid fire round, because I, I have some, as I talk to people, especially with musicians doing the show, I, I develop little theories about things. Okay. So I just like to see if I'm right. Um, so I'll just ask you a quick question, just answer it. First thing that pops into your head very quickly, and then we'll keep going, okay? Okay. All right. Uh, favorite movie? <clears throat> uh, casino. Favorite horror movie? Children of the Corn. Really? Yeah. Okay. You I know, like a lot that. Of, a lot of horror people don't like that movie, but I, you know, I, I do like that. Movie. It's a classic. Might, we might come back to some okay. of these too. All right. All right. All right. Um, favorite uh, unexpected uh, musician, 
someone that people wouldn't expect you to like. Well, on the road in the car, we listen. I listen to a lot of metal and a lot of raunchy hip hop as well. So we listen. Uh, my favorite band, probably that you wouldn't think that I like, is Ghost. Oh, okay. Um, but we did listen to some Cradle of Filth. Uh, on the way from the cradle to the slave uh, on the way in here. The wholesome stuff. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. I love it. But uh, these guys get peppered because I do a lot of the driving so these guys get peppered with Wu-Tang and the Ghetto Boys and uh, you know a lot of stuff like that. Love it. I love it. Favorite condiment? Uh, Mustard. Mustard. Okay. Favorite kind of mustard? Uh, Classic yellow is great. I also uh, can go, you know, it's hard to pick uh, just one mustard because... <laughs> That's a true mustard um, connoisseur right Yeah, there. The, you know, I can go uh, stone ground. Uh, I can go just a hard Dijon. I can go classic yellow. So, it, you know, that one's a hard choice. I love it. Favorite non-music activity? Playing basketball. Basketball. Yeah. Okay. Pickup games? Uh, yeah, yeah. And then, like, there's a pretty nice park by my house. I go there to clear my head just about every day. All right. So. And finally, favorite band member? <laughs> uh, you can tell me later it's yeah, fine. yeah we all know the answer to that we all know the answer to that question for sure okay um so uh the the favorite movie tell yeah. me why casino i mean I, you know i've watched it so many times it's like a three-hour movie and just yeah. the, the way it's shot um the actor is all in it uh mm-hmm. But um, we played a casino recently, which was not publicized. We were offered a, a, we were out of the blue offered a gig at a casino in Southern Illinois, like a town that's barely even on the map. So I thought when we went and played this casino gig, it was going to be a little bit like the movie Casino. Um, It was not. Uh, I don't know if anyone listening has been to a casino lately, much less a casino in Southern Illinois. But it's basically people just sitting in front of screens, just hitting the screens Mm -hmm. like you know, like they're getting paid to. Was that town Alton, Illinois? It was not. I've, I've stayed in Alton, Illinois, hometown of Miles Davis, or the birthplace of Miles Davis. That's right. Uh, I've stayed there before uh, several times just in hotels mm-hmm. um, passing through. But no, this was in Carterville, which is like closer to Carbondale. Oh, okay. So, like, no, you, you would, there's no reason you would ever, you know, not trying to... Uh, you know, I don't think dis- they're listening. Dis- besmirch okay. the uh, yeah. the uh, Walker's Bluff Blend, uh, Bend Casino in <laughs> Cartersville, Illinois. But pop culture wise, they do have a lot of game. They had like a crazy rich Asians uh, slot machine. They had you know basically any kind of pop culture thing, slot machine, gaming screen in front of you. And I thought it was going to be more like the movie Casino, and it was not like that at all. <laughs> <You know? laughs> no one was, was even dressed up. Right? So. Yeah. No. 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 No one gets dressed up. It, for it was the like people in pajama anymore. pants and mm-hmm. just. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can tell you, as a person who's from St. Louis, Missouri, which is right next to Southern Illinois, yeah. who has spent time in the Argosy Casino and the mm. uh, you know the uh, Casino Queen Riverboat. Okay, yeah. Uh, which is a, a fun fact about uh, Missouri is that legally, their casinos are illegal in Missouri. Are they? Okay, because ev- every gas station everywhere in Illinois, every inch in of Illinois, Illinois, you can gamble. But the loophole is that casinos are illegal on. Missouri land, mm. which is why there are riverboat casinos right. yeah. in Missouri, which is why there is also a casino called the Lumiere, 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 something other casino that is a building that is technically a boat because it is built and floats 
on this giant structure of irrigated water that's brought in from right. the Mississippi River. Yeah, that, that's how they used to do it in Indiana, actually. Exactly. It, it was just a, mm-hmm. like a really chintzy structure mm-hmm. that kind of floated in the river mm-hmm. kind of thing. But yeah. Exactly. How much money have you lost at that cas- I, at a casino? I don't gamble. You don't gamble? No. no it, I, don't, I find no pleasure in it. Did you so. learn your lesson the hard way? No, no, I'll I'll do like a March Madness bracket or something like that. But uh, even like all the sports betting, it just, it doesn't appeal to me. I, I have no, you know, I mean, if we wanted to gamble on like some other kind of off the books game or something, you know, like I could be talking into that, but, uh, or a wager that we would settle through like Google or Wikipedia, I could be into that. But as far as casino gaming, I don't, I'm, I've never played a slot machine or anything like that. So Love it. It doesn't appeal to me. I bet your bandmates know this next song, mm. whatever it is. They do have set lists. They so. do have set lists. That's good. That You're listening to Live Music Showcase here on 88.5 WMNF Tampa. I'm your host, Ken Apperson. We're live in studio with Nick Dickmeyer and the Sawdusters playing at Hooch and Hive tonight. Make sure you go and get your. You can go and get your tickets out. Where can they get tickets for that show? By the way, they can go to our website. Yeah, and if you are so inclined, that our website is called nickdittmeyer.com or Hooch and Hive through Hooch and Hive or Broken Mold Entertainment as well would have it. But if you uh, go to our website nickdittmeyer.com, the tickets are available probably for a couple more hours. To Love get it. That's for the show. Otherwise, you got to get them at the door. Yeah. That's how it works. All right, guys, uh, take it away with your next song. Yep, this is, uh, we've been tracking a new album, and this song's going to probably be on it.
That's our show, everyone. Live Music Showcase here on 88.5. We have been live in studio today with Nick Dittmeyer and the Sawdusters. Coming up next is the Rhythm Revival with Reverend Billy. Uh, love that dude. Love that show. If you are a big fan of Roots Rock and Roll and Roots Blues and uh, a little bit of a, a deep dive into a lot of what the inner workings of that music and where it comes from uh is all about give that show a listen coming up in just a little bit uh, before we dive into the ama question we had one actually i think we had more than one we had at least one ama question here uh i will get into that in just a second but first this show is unlike any other show on wmnf because it takes a huge team of dedicated volunteers who dedicate their time and their energy to make sure that this show runs really smoothly behind the scenes I couldn't possibly do it by myself. We've got a live stream. We've got audio. We've got a full band's worth of audio equipment in here. And the reason why this show works is because of the people that I'm about to talk about right now. Sound mixer Bill Dudley today. Audio assistant Pam Robinson. Video director Ed Lehman. Our camera operators are Charles Holsoppel and Marcy Connors. Our board op today is Charlie Cushing. Our photographer is Corey Beltran. I'm your host, Ken Apperson. Now, before we go... The one AMA question that did come through, are your guests familiar with Ohio Valley Wrestling out of Louisville? <laughs> yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the town I live in, Jeffersonville, Indiana, they, th- that's where Ohio Valley was for a, for a long time. It was actually, uh, they're probably referencing the uh, Netflix show. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I really enjoyed the Wrestlers docuseries about OVW on Netflix. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, yeah, they used to do it in my neighborhood. Um, in these warehouses, uh, they moved it over to Louisville um, at some point. But th- there's a in that show, there's scenes that they do at a place called the Jeffersonville Arena, which is like around the corner from my house. Because I saw w- at OVW one time, I went there and saw the Necro Butcher, who <laughs> act- who's in the Mickey Rourke movie, the the wrestler. Yeah, and they it's gore matches and it's it's disgusting. The cops like shut came and like shut the whole thing down. It was crazy. Wow. That's, yeah. I mean, that's awesome. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there you go, David. And by the way, he says, uh, band sounds great, by the way. Great job with the show, Ken. This is David, Mr. White Pepper Bryant. Love you, David. Thanks for listening. All right, you guys, uh, will you take us out with one last song? Yeah, we're going to um, we'll do a Halloween song. Oh, perfect. This song's called Things Are Getting Strange. It's about scary stuff. WMNF Tampa.